Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. So we are sitting outside for our interview tonight. We are in Winter Garden. Yes. And we are so happy that we finally get to meet with Ms. Lori Tarter. And she is actually the owner of our most favorite restaurant. I think everyone's going to know what that is because we talk about it all the time. Yes. So the (laughs) chef's table are favorite favorite restaurant oh, here yes. in Winter Garden and um in the tasting room also and she's also the owner of the Attic Door which I just went to on Sunday for Mother's Day so thank you so much Lori we've been trying to get it together for a long time yeah. and then um last year was crazy mm-hmm. so we're so happy to finally be sitting with you how are you I'm doing great So in true Fine and Danji fashion, um, the first thing that we always ask our guests is just to tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you might think the audience needs to know about Lori. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Put you on the spot a little bit. (laughs) I couldn't figure out why in the world you would want to interview me anyway. Oh, no. And then when I found out you were, are you in fitness and nutrition? I thought for sure this was some kind of intervention. (laughs) Oh, no. What are you saying? I'm like, I think this is an intervention. I don't think they're coming to talk about ah. the chef's table at all. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny. Well, you know, you got to reward yourself. And there, I will say, from my yes. own experience, there is no better way than to do And look, I don't want to interrupt us for a minute, but did you hear the ducks just fly by just then? Oh, now there's an airplane. We're sitting on the edge of Lake Apop. Oh, it's yes. beautiful out here. We're hoping the ducks come back by. But Yes, and Lori told us about these ducks that yeah. I've never heard of before, and they actually do this little whistling. Whistling ducks. Yes, and they are so cool. So we're hoping we can catch those That's actually right. so on if, the recording. If we jump, if we just drop silent for a minute, you guys listen hard for the whistling ducks because you might be able to pick them <laughs> up Because you're going to hear them. So, Lori, you actually um, are an owner with your husband, Kevin. Yes. And... Um, so tell us a little bit just about how you guys came to be in Winter Garden. Well, Kevin and I, um, we've lived in a couple different places in Orlando. Mm-hmm. When we met, I lived in Tampa and he lived in Orlando and we were set up by a friend. And uh, it's a nice. long distance relationship. It was a long kinda. distance for about yeah. a year. And then we decided one of us was going to move where the other one was. And I had never lived in Orlando and I was ready to get out of Tampa. So I got a job at California Grill, Walt Disney World. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. nice. oh, you got a job at a restaurant at Dan's most favorite place in the world. That is, I, she's not even kidding. That is my, it seems like a joke, but I love Disney. I yeah. totally love Disney. Yeah. Was that your first experience in the restaurant industry? No. I was going to say, surely no. not. When I turned 17, I got a job at Poe Folks which was the hardest job I think I have ever had in my life. And thank God I was 17 and I could keep up. Wow. It was, wow. it was the hardest $30 a night I could ever imagine. Oh my, oh my goodness. Okay. But, but tell me the great experience. Tell yeah. me the name of the place again. It's well, there's only a few of them left. It was called Poe folks. Poe folks. Poe folks. And it where was, was this? Is this in this, Florida? This was in Tampa. They okay. had a couple locations in Tampa. I think they still have a few around the, around the nation, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a inexpensive kind of country fair. Um, okay. Probably the best fried chicken and biscuits we've you know I've ever had. But yeah, it was it was an it was an interesting first job for me. Sure. Okay. And uh, I was there a couple of years, and one of the waitresses that was there said, "You know, you, you should come apply at this other place. You're old enough to serve liquor now. You're 19." And so I went and applied at another restaurant in Tampa. It was on Harbor Island called Parker's Lighthouse. It was owned by Stouffer's. And I was there for about five years and they had made me one of their trainers and they had oh, actually nice. sent me to California to help Ooh. them open one of their new ventures on a, in Balboa Island in Newport Beach. So and, was this oh. more of an upscale place? It sounds like. Yes. It. Yeah. Yes, it was. Very It was cool. more fine dining, um, which was funny because I didn't know anything about fine dining, but I learned it very quickly. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. Trial by fire. I was, I was the baby on the floor. So it was kind of funny that I ended up being the trainer and the one they sent to oh, California. Well, you were, motiv- you were obviously motivated. <laughs> I That's was. Why you I was young. I had lots of energy. I wish I had that energy now. I always tell people like, you know, that kids when they're getting their first jobs, if you're working as a server in the restaurant industry or in retail, 
that is like the two of the hardest jobs that you can have, but it sets you up for success when it comes to dealing with people. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, but hey, it's not easy. You got to be a hard worker. There's probably probably no other job that where you are put to the test more often with people, I would think. You know? Yeah, it is. At least in that job, though, most people that come in, they were always in a great mood. Yeah. Oh, no, nice. No one, yeah. I mean, occasionally by the time they get to the table, they might be mad about something. But, you know, if you love food and wine, it's it's a fun job to yeah. be in front of the house. It really, yeah. it really oh, is. Oh, that's true. Because it's not like you're checking people in at a hospital or something, right? right? You know, it's, yeah. it's people are there to have a good time. It, it really is. I mean, it, tr- if it... If, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't have done it all these years. Yeah, but course. it really, it really is fun. Yeah. If you if you're into if you're social, yeah. If, if you like people, you, yeah. if you're not a people person and you're just doing you it, probably so you shouldn't, shouldn't be do this. Yeah. Doing yeah. This. Can maybe, I just say yeah. though, if you're not a people person, you should still go to the chef's table and get a table in yeah, the corner you by really yourself. Should. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just don't not have wait to, tables. Yeah. yeah, yeah or, wait tables. You know, you don't even have to talk to them much. Just tell them bring you the food. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, is this the first restaurant that you've owned? Yes. Okay. And yes. tell us how this came to be. Yeah, like, I'm how, so curious. We want to so. know the history of. The chef's table. So, so when Kevin and I got more serious and we kind of talked about futures and future plans and he um, told me that he always wanted to own his own restaurant Mm. and he had worked in restaurants since he was a teenager, starting it with washing dishes, went to a local culinary school in New Orleans and at one point um, moved, you know, down here to Orlando, opened up the Grand Floridian and worked a couple different restaurant locations until he landed at Victorian Albert's in the kitchen there. And he was there for about six years and had um, quite the advantage of working with three different executive chefs in that six year period. And that's mm. a lot of three different styles to, yeah. to learn from. So he kept, sure. it kept his interest, you yeah. know, and then, and then he met me and, you know, we started talking about our future and, Part of that future, he, he said he'd really like to own his own restaurant someday. And I said, well, I know you've, you've done a little bit of waiting on tables and stuff. And um, but I'm a little apprehensive about maybe marrying somebody and opening a restaurant and working with a chef who's also my husband and partner. Yeah. Who doesn't understand front of the house. Yeah. Because you have to understand why we're doing this. It's all about the guests. It's not yeah. it's not about does your food taste good. It's like does if does the guest think your food tastes good? Right. You know, yeah. like it's it's all about, you know, the, the guest if you're not into making the guest experience the, the best it can be, mm-hmm. then it, it's just not going to work. And, uh, and you certainly don't want to talk about marrying someone and starting a business together like the like a restaurant. And knowing you're going to end up fighting about a lot of things. You yeah, know, and uh, that's a high-pressure situation. Yeah, too. It's a high-pressure yeah. business to get in together. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you mentioned that you know he hadn't had this front house experience. Right. So tell us what yeah. happened. So I, I feel this going yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at California Grill. I was working with George Meliotis, who now owns Wine Bar George. And he's a master sommelier. And he was an advanced sommelier when we worked for him. And he actually really was a big driver in my passion for wine. And Mm. Chef Cliff was a huge driver in making sure that, you know, everything I thought I knew about food, I was going to learn even more. And because I had always been a trainer, most places that that I've been to. And I always thought, oh, yeah, I'm always, you know, very knowledgeable on the floor. But when I walked into California Grill, I realized like, wow, I'm going to get a book on California wine. I'm going to start studying more. This place is amazing. And I was so happy to be able to call it my new home. And Kevin knew my excitement, had been up there a few times and had met George. And um, we figured out how to have him cross train at the California Grill. Cool. And, uh, eventually, shortly after, became a server up there and got we both got our entry level uh, sommelier certifications and uh, started our, you know, our, a, a career just working there. And sometimes we'd yeah. share a station, work together. And oh, wow. um, sometimes wow. I didn't see him all night. I'd been in one dining room, he's in another. Yeah. And we just loved working there and we loved our life. And we, you asked where we had lived. Well, mm-hmm. we, um, we lived, um, we lived around Pine Hills when I first moved mm-hmm. here and we kept looking for different restaurant locations. Just, you know, well, let's just, we, we would want to buy the building if we were going to open somewhere, just a little dream and sure. stuff. Yeah. And, um, then we moved out to Kissimmee and we were off, um, 
uh, Shingle Creek that went out to Lake Toho. And we yeah. love we loved it out there, but we got drawn to Winter Garden because we had some friends that had moved here, and we just fell in love. How and, can you not? And we I worked mean, it, really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although what it was when we moved here was about sixteen years ago. It that is not what Winter Garden is right, that, it right now. True, but it was still probably very quaint you know it was because i've been oh, here that long it was, very quaint yeah. and you probably saw potential didn't you yeah yeah we just we just felt the sense of community here we yeah. just we just love the whole historic downtown so well i'm just curious how has it changed because i haven't known this area that long is it just the growth or the growth yeah the growth for sure was, so it was a much quieter town i'm assuming back then definitely quieter was it because to me, there's still sort of an old school charm in Winter Garden. Of course, it's yeah. definitely you know busting with people on the weekends, but it's yeah. it doesn't feel like a big city or anything. No. You know, it's a little cobblestone yeah. streets. Yeah, and it's such a mixture yeah. of people too. You it have is. families, you have single people with their yeah. dogs, and you have the breweries here. Mm-hmm. It's just and you have the golf carts and, yeah. and the golf, golf carts. carts. Yeah. That's what people love. So yeah. we love the Christmas um, parade yeah. that they do every yeah. year. Yes, with yes. the golf carts yep. it is uh-huh. the best i mean i mean we tell everybody about it We're like you have to go well I, I need to stop telling people because it gets so crowded, so crowded so, yeah. <laughs> stop telling people about it so that we can like have our prime location yeah you know yes. when we come yes. down here but yeah we but- we just love this area so i can awesome. see why you did yeah, yeah we did we fell in love with it and how we opened so so we had talked about opening a restaurant kind of it was so easy working at disney we made such great money working on the floor we really didn't feel like we were in a rush to do it in some ways we felt i felt very much like when the right time comes then the right time comes like Mm -hmm. we'll keep searching but not gonna force it we're happy with our life and then um one day i just we we had a few stressful things going on in our lives and I uh, I didn't go to bed that night, and Kevin got up in the morning, and he said, Honey, did you ever come to bed? I said, No, I did not. He goes, Honey, quit worrying. Just quit worrying. You know, it, 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 it'll be okay. Everything will be okay. He had he had hurt his back, and we felt like he wasn't going to be able to do the, the long days at, at California Grill mm-hmm. anymore, and it was we were, we were worried about it. Yeah, yeah of course. And um, I said, I'm not worried anymore. He said, why? I said, do you remember on our honeymoon when we went to Madrona Manor and that was out in uh, like uh, in California in the wine country and it was a little B&B and um, they had this um, this adult uh, three course dinner that they did in their dining room and you could add extra courses and it was very romantic. And I said, do you remember when we sat there and I got out the picture of us sitting there? I go, do you remember when we said maybe one day the restaurant we open, let's make it a date night place. Let's make it not, not as formal as, as some of the places are, but let's make it special. And, and he, and that was our plan. That was our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, um, you know, 15 years later, 12 years later. Uh-huh. And, um, and I told him, I said, there's a little place in the Edgewater hotel. There's a little restaurant in there. And I, and I, every time I walk by, he's not open and I don't think it's going to make it. And I, and what I did was Kevin, I worked on a three course menu. Of course you can make all the details on it. This is just an example. And I'm like, this is what, this is what we're going to do. Exactly. This is and what I, we do. See? Exactly. It came to me <laughs> and he said, you are crazy. And I said, I said, well, just hold on one minute. And I, and I called a mutual friend of the person that owned that restaurant. And I said, Hey, do you, have you talked to, to your friend so-and-so lately? And, and he said, I just hung up with him and um, he's not renewing his lease. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And I didn't tell him what we were up to. I just said, that's interesting. I hung up with him and I said, who's crazy now? Go see? talk to those people. Do you see, see what happened? Like you were up all night thinking about this and it's literally like, yeah, like you put that a, in the in the universe. Such you know? a common theme for it, it the really successful is. business owners that we talk to. It's almost like once you set your intention, the universe just starts kind of lining up. So you all the things just start lining up to give you not success, but the opportunity for success. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is so cool. We just talked to the, uh, um, the people that manage the Edgewater two weeks ago. Um, yeah, two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they told us they've been partnered with you for a long time. So I'm curious then you, you, now you find out he's not renewing his lease. Was, did that seal the deal for you right there? So, 
<laughs> we, um, uh, my husband called and he says, listen, they, they, See all the wildlife? That's, a, that's probably oh, a limpkin. Oh, that was still cool. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> so uh, my, uh, my my husband called and we made the arrangements and we went and we and we went and we met with them and um and it's uh it, it just happened. I told them our idea mm-hmm. and um and they they gave us a, they gave us a chance to try it out. It was wow. it was it was a nine table restaurant right uh, with thirty seats and um. Even though it just it worked out for us, Kevin could work shorter hours. Yeah. It was something that was our own. Sure, we never ever in a million years really thought through everything when yeah. we opened that restaurant. It was, kind I was of just our focus to yeah. open the restaurant, and we yeah. did it. And we forgot, or we just didn't think that food critics were going to come out to Winter Garden then, yeah. because there really yeah. weren't any places to come out. Sure. We just didn't think about that. And then the food critics started coming in, and we were like, we're going to have to make this as two seatings, right? This is uh, this is awesome. And yeah. Kevin had um, hired another cook to work with us, and um, and we just had our first year, and it, and it was wonderful. We won Best New Restaurant in Orlando Magazine. In your first and, year? In our first year, Best wow. New Restaurant. So you you based the the concept, I guess what I'm getting is, you based the concept from that manor in California that you went to? Um, well, not not just what they did. It, well, a lot of it was that the feeling of being in that historic building sure, and having sure. that. I wasn't picturing that we'd end up in a historic building. Yeah. I just thought a little date Isn't night spot would be cool. You did, yeah. Because you work at Disney and there's little kids. and I mean, I, I love course. children. I yeah. do. And they're more than welcome in our tasting room. But sometimes when you get dressed up... And you want to go and you get a sitter and you of and you want to have that two hour dining experience. Yes. And I do want to go out and just be adults out. And know? we were looking for that because at the time, your choices, if you wanted to go out for a nice dinner, or you had family or friends in town was you were going to go to Winter Park or yeah. Sand Lake Road mm-hmm. or Disney. Yeah. And That's a Uber wasn't that big of a deal and taxis were expensive yeah. and it just yeah. kind of was like it would be nice if there was a date night spot sure. you know right here in downtown winter garden yeah so you know i said let's do it i love I, it i really but then the food critics started coming in and then like um florida trend magazine i wanted to mention Wana, that because they they, <laughs> they gave us a golden spoon our first year we opened we had crazy. only been open six months that is- so i want there's not enough time in this interview to list all the awards you guys have won but i wanted to mention some of them because between florida trend magazine orlando magazine orlando sentinel you guys have won best best chef's table most romantic best appetizers best service Best cocktails, and I really like the this one. The best just keeps coming. This they won one called Restaurants Offering the Wow Factor, like, which absolutely, is, which is really cool. But I mean, was that just from day one? It sounds like they just started rolling in. Did you change the menu after the opening, or did you stick with the same menu? Was same. That- we did the same. And what's funny is before we opened the restaurant, we were getting it ready, and there was a deli across the hall from us, which which we took over after our first year there, she stepped away from her business and the hotel um, offered it to us. So Is it the we, ice cream shop now or no, no, it's our, in our, it's in the chef's table. It's our cellar room. So that oh, added that's another, that's that was our yes. one year anniversary. We added those, those tables. Okay. That was a deli before that okay. was a deli before, but when we were getting our, our little space open, we would go to the deli and get sandwiches and stuff like oh, that sure. while we were working in there. And, um, there was a group of, of, of ladies from Winter Garden and they're having lunch and they said, excuse me, aren't you the new chef from uh, that's going to be opening next door? And he said, yes. And they go, well, tell us about what you're going to do. And he started describing menu items and three course dinner. And she said, well, how much is all this going to be? And he said, it'll be, it'll be somewhere around $50 for the three courses. And they all went, oh, <laughs> oh my. That is awfully expensive for Winter Garden. Oh, I thought you you were going to say the opposite. Oh, Oh. and they said, and we were, and he came back in. He goes, "Oh no, 
oh no. What have oh, we no. done? These 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 five women. What I mean, they just, and I said, it's okay. There, <laughs> I I guarantee you, right now, there's thirty thousand people that live in Winter Garden because Winter Garden actually goes all the way to one ninety two. Yeah. I yeah. said there are a lot of people that live here. They're all wanting a date night spot. Sure. They will appreciate what we're doing. And, Absolutely. And and it, the concept will make it, but yeah. we have to offer. I want it to be three courses. We only have nine tables to make a living. Yeah. We need a guarantee of something. And it's going to be much easier um, if we have four items to choose from in every course. We'll be able to start figuring out how much to prep for things. And let's just do it. And yeah. I have something to say to those ladies. Um, that three-course meal is worth way more than $50. I was honestly... <laughs> okay. I, I, would, I, mean, I thought you were going to say... I mean, I don't want you to up your prices or anything. But I'm just saying the food is it, out of this world. It really the is. service is... I mean, like I've never had anywhere before. Yeah. I'm. I feel like yeah. It's putting. I don't even put a price on it. I'm like yeah. I'm just gonna go there. But you even know? if you like, even if you're frugal and we can be frugal, I f- I really thought you were gonna say that you were like oh no we've underpriced it because the ladies are like are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So you, I, you just you never tricked us there with no, your, your that's mannerism. Not said. That's <laughs> but, not what they said. Yeah, I mean you're gonna. I suppose yeah. in this business you're gonna get people from all different walks of life that are gonna measure yeah. the value of something differently yeah. based on the cost. But yeah, I mean I can say there are restaurants you can go to and spend significantly more and not get nearly as good of a meal. Mm, right, so. right. But yeah. you have to remember at the time, you know, think about what they said. That's yeah. awfully expensive for Winter Garden yeah. because Winter Garden had very casual dining sure. and downtown did not have all of these restaurants. There do. was, yeah. I think maybe three or four restaurants. And so it was, um, it, it was much different and, and it really was a, people were a little shocked, but I will say they, and actually the, the lady that said that she actually came in and she's a regular. Oh, <laughs> how great is that? She'll know I'm talking about her. If she how great is that? So let's talk well, about those recipes though, because, um, you kind of came up with that three course meal concept. Yeah. Right. And your husband is a chef. Yes. So, how did we how did we come up with making it like to walk us through the process because we love foods so yeah. we always want to know so the process think, of how you came up with yeah. it so for the initial menu i think that he came up with some of his favorite items and that's what he put mm. on the menu the stuff that he just loves oh, and I love it. and you know and that's that was our initial our initial menu offering and then we just went from there um, based on feedback, you know, from, from guests if, yeah. or if something really wasn't selling, it's like, well, are we, are we describing it wrong or is yeah. this just not popular? And, you know, we just kind of play around with it from there, but I have nothing to do with the, with the recipes. I can taste them and tell them, yes, I like it or no, I don't, right. but yeah. I can't tell them how to fix it or really what's missing. I mean, there's things, you know, basic things like yeah. salt and stuff like that, but Kevin can take something that someone has messed up and just keep, usually keep tasting it, fixing it and you know he's got that that whole creative palette wow. yeah he's wow. that's a yeah it's a special skill I, I don't have that exactly but so you know yeah. you mentioned that the the experience has to be uh and i can't recall if you mentioned this before we started actually recording or not but it's part of it is the experience right mm-hmm. you're paying for the and it was after we were recording you're paying for the experience the mood the ambiance and it, it's all of that before it's the food because you can you can go somewhere that has amazing food but you know you waited too long they were rude mm-hmm. you know all this and now the food's great but it's not as great because of that you could also go somewhere where the service is amazing and the food is terrible so you guys have really yeah. nailed it out of the park with both yes. was it, it it's obvious that the menu was a win from the beginning and I do want to talk about your staff a little bit because not to sound like a snob, but I'm somewhat critical about that. And your staff is, they are amazing. amazing. We know some of them by name and we really haven't been there that many times. We've probably no. been there five times. So yeah. um, did you immediately have such great staff? Was that a work in progress for a while? Well, the main staff was Kevin and I for a long time. So as we grew... As we like when we took over the deli space, yeah. um, we we brought on another server, which just happened to be another friend of ours from California Grill. Mm-hmm. And um, she worked with us for a while. And we also hired some server assistants, which basically were some of my 
friend's teenagers and I taught them how to be a server assistant, the right way nice. to serve the food, to clear it, to, to assist us. But Kevin and I were pretty much at all the tables and, wow. and took care of them. And then, like I said, we started hiring and servers when we knew. And yeah. by the time we opened the tasting room, um, since that was a different concept that was on our third year anniversary, mm -hmm. we totally removed ourselves from any hourly positions sure. because it was, it, it was much busier than we thought it was going to yeah. be. But, but <laughs> it was overwhelming. So I'll be honest. Though. It doesn't surprise me. But prior to that, just go back for a minute, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, when it was just you and Kevin. Right. So I'm going to make sure I understand this correctly. It's just you and Kevin mm -hmm. doing the cooking, the serving, the waiting and all of it. So when we first opened and we only had nine tables, yep. it was Kevin and one other cook right. that cooked in the kitchen. Okay. And they would do, you know, the, the shopping, the ordering, the prepping. All of and it. all of that. Wow. But, you know, the chef's table then with nine tables wasn't what it is right now. Sure. It was much more manageable, you know, to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. And uh, and then I was waiting on uh, I initially we actually were trying to have two servers in there, but we realized I was just standing around and I could I could do all of the work that these two were doing. Yeah. So I just ended up being the server in the room because mm. I ended up being the server in the room, whether I liked it or not. Yeah. I just it, couldn't yeah. I couldn't stand by. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to open their wine. I'm going to do you're, this. So you're I'm just, a person of action. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll so. just take it over. It's what <laughs> I love. Yeah. It's yeah. what I love. It's your Nothing passion, for makes sure. me happier than, you know, suggesting a wine and giving someone a taste and them yeah. saying that doesn't work for me okay well what is it you don't like about it and you let them explain it to you and you're like okay and you find something they do like yeah. we love that, that yeah is, i don't yeah, think i've ever great. told them there's something i don't like though i just drink it <laughs> yeah i've because, never found anything i don't like because in they yeah. you know your staff they're so educated on it they tell you they are. how to drink the wine and then bite the food and yes. try it with this <laughs> and you're gonna get this this aroma is gonna come and they're gonna get this in your palate and you're like, what? That's crazy talk. And it's not it's, crazy talk. It's, it it's not. Just it's being not. walked yeah. through how to it's, get the most flavor yeah. out of the wine and oh, the food. It sounds not, ridiculous, yeah. but it is an experience. Yeah. And, you know, you guys started as nine tables, but you're still a very intimate experience. How mm -hmm. many tables do you have now? Well, for the chef's table um, mm -hmm. dining room, we still have the 18 tables. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't gained any more. Oh, okay. Um, in the tasting room... God, I'm not sure exactly how many tables we have right now, but we're at 160 seats okay. for both okay. of our spaces together. But, okay. you, but the chef's table has expanded backwards into the deli space now, and that's where you got the extra the table. Well, that was on our one-year anniversary. Okay. That was our cellar room. So that's how you went from 9 to 18 yeah. or whatever, I guess, right? Right, yeah. and that's where we have um, like our private groups. Oh, yeah. We, I was going to ask what this because we were sat in there one year. Just uh, waiting just for a table. Just when we were waiting, like you guys sat us back there. Yeah. And, and we like, were like, what is this room? Uh -huh. right. Yeah. So you do. So that is rented out for like private. Um, yeah. But parties. if we don't have a large party, we use it for a regular seating. Yeah. Of course. yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. really cool back there, too. It we really got a picture is. in there, actually. You said after year three, you guys opened up the tasting room in the front. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about the taste because that's a whole different thing. But before we get into that, you, you know, Angie is talking about how intimate it is in there. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but wonder with COVID hitting, I know that anyone that's been in this industry, this was like the most terrifying thing ever because no one can go to restaurants when when you could finally have business again. No one could be near each other. So I'm just curious because you guys have not only survived, but it seems like you're doing well. How did you manage through all that? What changes have you guys made to sort of fit in with the you know, the requirements. I read a little bit on your website, but I want to give you a chance right. to talk about it. Yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> of our, you know, we, we've had the restaurant now for, I think we had had it 12 years before. Yeah. COVID hit right before we hit our 12 year anniversary for yeah. chef's table. Um, you know, I would be lying if I said I wasn't absolutely scared to death. Of course. You know, we yeah. had to close our restaurant down for a short while. And, um, but what we did during that time period is we did some mass improvements, um, that unfortunately our guests that come in don't see it, but yeah. they were improvements we needed. Like, mm -hmm. um, because the back prep kitchen was closed for so long, 
there was like um, a new style floor and we needed to get in there. We changed a lot of, we, we made a lot of investments, new dish machines and stuff like that. And, um, so while we were shut down, we, we tried to take care of, um, the most important things and making our team safer, making the space even more, you know, clean and easier to sanitize. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, it's a good time to do it because yes, yeah. yes, we brought in. Um, my brother owns a um, an, an ozone uh, machine company. He's going to kill me because I don't know how to say it right. But uh, <laughs> so we we got some of his machines from him, and yeah. we, we cool. run those at night too, and, and it helps kill you know anything you in know the bad air. In the air and stuff. Yeah. Wow. And so there was a, there was a, a lot of things we did to you know to upgrade to when we were ready to reopen, and then when we reopened. We try to do more to-go orders. We do um, really starting to pick up is our, some of our family meals to-go. We're still doing those. And yes. um, we, uh, I think, I, I know a lot of people during COVID didn't, didn't come back to work for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. but almost our entire team, we have almost 50 employees between all three locations. Almost, almost every single person came back. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Wow. They did. And that speaks a lot to you guys. <laughs> I know. It fabulous. really does. Because yeah. if it was a ch- if there was a chance to get away from a horrible boss or something, <laughs> that they would it. not yeah. have came yeah. back, you know? So I think that really, you know, just you telling us that speaks a lot to the type of owners you guys are and what type of people you are. Yeah, yeah. I think it shines through in your staff too, because you can be an expert and I, you know, I'm a technical person and I'm very nerdy. And also the, in the chef's table side, they're so technical about it. I loved that. I've never had that experience to that degree, but like you said, Angie, even so, if, if you, you know, if they were miserable there, you could still be technical. There's this, I guess what I'm getting at is there's a certain kind of, it's like um, a warmth or a Yeah, there's a happiness there. coming yeah. off the staff. Yeah. You yeah. can tell they're not faking it. Yeah, you know? and you know what? And and we have so many we have so many on our team that have been with us for so long. Yeah. And and we have lost a few key members because that it wasn't because they didn't love the restaurant and they don't want to stay on. It's because they decided to change some things in their life. Yeah. yeah and of um we can be nothing but happy for them and supportive and wish them well. Yeah. Uh and the people that that are still with us, as long as they love their job and they love what they're doing, um, they are. I guess what I'm saying is it's sad when people go, but sometimes people are tired of working at a place and mm-hmm. you understand when they go. But we try very hard, you know, to make sure while they're there that they that is a happy workplace and it's a place they want to stay. Yeah. And, you know, and if they're not happy we're not going to be upset if they decide to leave because they should find a job where they are really happy. Yeah. And, um, and, and some people we, just like change even, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, they just want to be, do something different. They right. do. But yeah. I mean, yeah, like some of my, some of my, <laughs> there were, so there were, there were these two little twins, um, that were some of my best friends, uh, kids. I'd known them since they were eight. They were my server assistants when they turned 16 in the chef's table. Oh wow! And then they became servers when we opened the tasting room three years later. And they worked for me, I think for like five or six years. And all the time when they, once they graduated high school, they became nurses. So we have them and several other, you know, employees that they were studying for their, what is now their occupation. It was always going to be temporary. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but they were with us for years. So you just cry and hold on to them and scream, no, no, don't go. <laughs> so we we do we get so attached, yeah. but you know it's a small place, and and as long as people are happy working there, um, I think that's important, and it's important as a restaurant owner to recognize that. Yeah. And when you have an employee whose attitude has changed or they're not happy, it's important to find out like is there something going on? You don't have to tell me your personal business, but if it's something here or you know if they're you know so we want to make sure that they are happy in their workplace, and if there's something you know wrong, let us know. You yeah. know, let's, yeah. let's, let's, fig- let's figure it out. Sure. I love that. You know, a lot of yeah. times it's just a personal, you know, thing, but yeah, we yeah. do hang on to a lot of employees. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we do, we, we just, we just have an amazing team. They're just good people. They love what they do. Yes. So they're happy. They're not, this tell. is, this is yeah. their career. Yeah. And I and it. I love that. I, you know, I, I love this career is, servers. Well, yeah. Cause this is your career. This is what you and your <laughs> husband have made into your career. You're looking for that, yeah. that type of talent or that mm-hmm. um, type of passion that somebody has. Now yeah. you said you have three locations. We did just men we mentioned the attic door as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us how the attic door came about. That's a whole different restaurant, That's, right? 
It is. It's yes. a different feel. So yeah. let's yeah. chat a little so bit about the So I haven't been to this one, but Angie has. I have. Yeah. And it's fabulous. So Kevin and I, when we first moved to Winter Garden, the, um, the attic door was a little wine bar. And and we went in there. We we just so I always thought it was adorable. We loved yeah. the atmosphere, and sometimes they had people, you know, musician playing, and it was laid back. It was it was easy breezy, and um and we liked hanging out in there. And sure, it sounds it sounds then, like a place we would like to hang out. <laughs> then when we opened our restaurant, we got to know the ladies that own that, you know, even even better. And um and one day one of the owners, you know, called me and said. She was thinking of selling her place, and if I knew anyone who'd be interested, and I said, well, give me some details, and I, pr- I probably have several people that might be interested. And from there, I talked. I told Kevin about it, and he was like, why don't we do it? And I said, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, we've reached a point in our restaurants where we're not there every day. We're not there yeah. for day to day. Like, we've, sure. we've hired managers and chefs, and we're, we're you know, like, like, and now we're going to buy this wine bar? Like, why are you serious? He, goes, he says, yeah, I think we should. It'd be fun. Like, okay. I love it. I love the attitude. Okay. There's the passion so. again for it now coming through, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we so we opened, uh, we bought it from her like uh, January uh, 1st of 2019. Oh, so yeah. recently. Very recently. Wow. Yeah. Right yeah. before COVID. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we had a whole year. We had a whole year before COVID hit. Oh, okay. So yeah. January okay. of 2019. It was about Jan- yeah. January yeah. last year. Yeah. 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 So you had yeah. time to get to feel good about it. Was it a success yeah. right away for you as well? Um, so the, the attic, we changed it up a little bit where yeah. it was all sofas and we wanted to put more tables in there because we wanted people to be a little more comfortable to eat. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But it's, it's a nice mixture though. That's mm-hmm. what the first thing I noticed when I went in was that, oh, look, there's like some lounge areas. So if you do have somebody just coming in to have a couple drinks or, you know, a girl's night out or something, they've got this little um, cushy area to sit and then right. there's tables mixed in. So it's a really nice mixture. And then you have the bar area, so I love it. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I got, we have to go while we're here yes. in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I, we didn't talk much about the tasting room. I want to talk about that too, just yeah. to switch back for a minute, because I never had tapas in my life until I went there. Mm-hmm. And I can't, this was before you and I met. It was like a business thing or something. I can't remember. But when someone was explaining tapas, they just kept saying tapas, and I had no idea what it meant. Did you think they were saying topless? No, but I did. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. To but me. I did. I didn't know what it was. So, what gave you the guys the idea to do something so different with the front of the restaurant? Yeah. So, a landlord came to us a third year after we had opened Chef's Table, and he said the floral shop is moving out. The flower shop's moving out. Um, do you want that space? And I said yes. And he said, "What are you going to do with it?" And I said, "I'll tell you tomorrow." Because Lori was going to stay up all night and think about what it was going to turn into. So, you know, Kevin and I had some long conversations and we're looking at our little kitchen, looking at how many seats we could put out there. And then we realized we'd have enough seats to have full liquor. And we were like, that was very exciting Mm. for us. But, um, oh, so you you have to have a certain amount of seats for that? Yeah, they've changed it up a little bit right now, but basically you had to have like 2,500 square feet and, and oh. 150 seats. And it's so we knew we were going to have enough seats for full liquor. I mean, we were the first restaurant in Winter Garden um, to open with, with full liquor. And, and it was a oh. little, oh, that some, a lot That's of people exciting. in the town were not happy about that. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I, look, no. I, like I was born in a pop go. We couldn't even buy alcohol on Sundays until like, what, eight years ago. So yeah. Yeah, you know, there's evolution happening. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because when you said tapas, we started calling it small plates because people in town thought we had said topless. Oh, I told you. And it did. It you. did happen. And they oh. were like, they're going to serve alcohol and it's going to be topless. And oh, my god! It was like, no, I swear we're not doing that. But wow. it's true, Sorry, though. It's people true. really thought that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but with the, with the tasting room, so we decided the only thing we could do is small plates. So, yeah. so the food comes out as it's ready from the kitchen. We don't have heat lamps and we don't have the space to hold all these sure. food. And yeah. so we just, um, we thought it would be a fun play with some of the food we already get in at the chef's table. Yeah. So, you know, we get in a fish for our fresh fish that night and that'll be the fish they put on fish tacos. You know, so we kind of, you know, you're butchering it anyway. So let's just, yeah, let's utilize yeah. everything. I love it. Um, where before maybe they'd come up with a chipino or something to use, you know, with the fish scraps. So, you know, it was, it was a fun way to, to, to play with the food too. And, um, 
it took a while. People in town, I shouldn't say just in town, but people were coming from other places too because they had heard of the chef's table and they wanted to try our tasting room. And um, I think it just took the servers explaining to them, like, listen, even though you don't see an entree on here, you know, if you want a double order of shrimp and grits, we can make that an entree. Yeah. If yeah. you want to get, you know, this, if you want to get a double order of steak skewers, we can add, you know, something to that. Or sure. So it, it was kind of, we had people that really were coming in and wanting entrees. Well, and I think because of the country we live in, large portions yeah. are yeah. whatever is on everybody's yeah. mind. Yeah. And this is not how they eat in other countries. Yeah. There you, are smaller plates. And you know what yeah. I love about it though? It's like uh, you get a, a little sampler. bit of everything. Yeah, like, it's that's like a how I feel. So yeah. if you have, if people come in and they're willing to share, they loved it. Those oh. were the people that were coming in. And also people were coming in with their kids Yeah, and they were loving it too because, you know, they weren't coming into chef's table as often because they had to get sitters and now they yeah. were, and uh, they and then they found a few things that their children liked on the menu too, and so it was. Um, it's become a place where we now have entrees available on the menu. It's something we changed up after COVID. Okay. And I said, you know, let's go ahead and put some entrees on, and let's see how that goes. And that seems that seems to also be popular. Oh great! So I think you know we're able to make more guests happy because sure. they can. They have set entrees that are already listed on there, but. It's still the majority of it is all about the small plates yeah. and yeah. most people love sharing because you get to taste more things. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like a variety thing. Is I love it, that too. Is, when you added the entrees, is that when you guys added the craft beers or is that because I read on your website that you also have craft beers. Are those mm -hmm. at the bar in there or are you getting them from another local? Um, no, um, the craft beers we don't make in-house, We but we support local breweries. Oh, I love that. And love we it. try to get in, um, we do that, the attic and the, and the tasting room, they have both have great selections of craft beer. Oh, very nice. And we, but we really started as soon as the tasting room opened, we were, we were looking at, you know, mm -hmm. nice craft beers and, and playing around with cocktails and we've won some awards for, for best cocktails as well. Oh, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't surprise me. They have amazing guys, Bloody Marys in there. Do you, oh, they do have amazing Bloody Marys. Yes. And also, do you guys make a Sasserac? We were, you know, we've had it on our menu before. It's not on there right now. Dan That's my favorite it. drink and no one makes one anywhere. Yeah. I don't even know so what we, it is. We actually discovered that. Um, so in Asheville, well, a little a town called Hendersonville right outside of Asheville. Is I know it. Another yes. favorite restaurant called the Copper Crown. Okay. Oh my! It's a, it's amazing. It's yeah. a, but it's a it's an old school New Orleans vibe. So that's why they make. It. And it's in Hendersonville. Hendersonville. I, Kevin and I will have to go there because we're going to be in, we're going to be in North Carolina this summer, it, and we love little, Hendersonville. Oh, you'll love. We it. haven't been there in years. It's a little place. They maybe have ten tables. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's really cool. It's a small menu. Yeah. It reminds. I mean, you know why we love it, because yeah. we love small little intimate yeah. mom and pop places like that or, you know, locally owned. And it's same thing, like farm to table food and just and the drinks are amazing. And that's where he discovered the Sasserac. That's right. It's my favorite so, drink now. Yeah. And every bartender, you know, is like a what? I don't know. Yeah. What you're, so I guess the ingredients are a little weird, too, yeah. for a regular bar. But And I, I want to mention one thing that Winter sure. Garden has done, too, with the seating areas outside. So they have... Um, down Plant Street, so many of the restaurants now, the um, parking spots are gated off. And that has given you guys access to outdoor seating. So I've been down there and it's always filled it was, up. That was a, so such a clever amazing. idea. Yeah, the city of Winter Garden is so supportive of small business. We love um, it. If, if we had to go through this pandemic... Um, then I am glad that we went through it with the city of Winter Garden because they have the backs of small business in, in Winter Garden. They want all of us to succeed. Amazing. And they also want their citizens to still feel safe to come out and have dinners and they knew the outdoor seating more people were going to feel better with that yeah and yeah. um and and they did that and then it was uh, we're eternally grateful to the city it's been I great it. yeah we all love it we all love that extra seating i yeah. hope it doesn't go away i hope it doesn't either it adds some ambiance out there too you know like the outdoor vibe which is really nice um one more thing i know i'm jumping back and forth but i don't know that we mentioned it you do private dining in those back rooms i think you touched on yeah. it but if yeah. we do private dining anywhere 
Yeah. So oh. the, the attic door does mm-hmm. private dining, which is a fat, those are, fat, we do a lot of bridal, you know, yeah. showers and mm-hmm. baby showers over there with our tea service. But we also have some night functions over there. The tasting room is available for, for private parties. Any of our rooms are. Okay. Most groups seem to end up in the cellar room yeah. um, because, you yeah. know, it's 20 to 30 people. That's, and what, that's we were gonna, what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's what and, we were going to do if we like actually invited people to our wedding. But it's just <laughs> literally me and Dan. Okay. And we're like, no, we kind of want to keep that for ourselves, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. That's, but that's what we were going to do if we were going to have like our parents. But we decided to just do like a little eloping. And who's to say? In we our might favorite do a, town, Winter Garden. We might, we, we might do a party in there one day. I don't know. It seems like the perfect spot for it. That's what we were thinking yeah. when we were sitting in that room. Um, so many cool things going on. What are the future plans for you? So a oh. lot of people don't know this. Uh-oh. Is this going to be a, is this Can gonna you be say a, it or do we need to cut it out? Gonna, is this going to be a breaking exclusive story? Oh, my right gosh. Here? Well, it's not, it's not really a breaking exclusive story, I guess. But it, for us, it is. Um, I don't think. Um, so we have a we have a person who's worked with for us for 11 years um that has run our kitchen for us um and and he is leaving he has he has had a baby he has he has other ventures that have nothing to do with restaurants and we are trying to be so happy for him of course of course but you're sad of course of course but you know what with change it you know it, it took me a week to handle it and of course he told me listen if, if I'm still here till December, I'm okay. I'm not going to go anywhere till you get the right person in. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, I just want to give you plenty of time. So you're comfortable with whoever comes in to, to, to run things. Yeah. Sure. And, um, so we, we searched and we, and we decided to, to bring in, uh, a team of two. And oh, yes, yes. That is probably very smart actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, we have a new executive chef and we have a new chef de cuisine, and, um, we'll see, you know, we, we have some, some fun plans with them. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's not that you'll see a change in our style of, of cuisine or mm-hmm. anything like that. And sure. all of the favorites will stay. All yep. of our signature items. A lot of those are, are Kevin's, um, the recipes gras. and, the uh, gras. well, the foie gras recipe changes sometimes. Say, say it again. I never say it right. Foie gras. Foie, foie gras. gras. I say foie de gras. I just know it's the best I tasting added thing extra on earth. Letter in there. I'm probably saying it wrong too. No, I'm, I, know, I know how to say foie gras. I love that. Anyway, um, but yeah. so are you? Are you saying that there might be some new menu items? That- yeah. Well, I mean, he he's changed the menu up anyway. But we have two different. We have two new chefs coming in with two completely and different creators. backgrounds. Oh, they're creators. You know, where so they one's, have to create. Yeah, yeah, one's more from Charleston. The other one's actually from England. So so oh, we have these an two mixture. very different worlds that are wow. co- colliding in our kitchen as we speak. But they they both just started, and um, so we'll um, we're very excited. Um, Super. I don't know. I can't say that we have big changes going on. Um, they're right now. They're their focus is totally understanding how we've been running, you know, everything. Um, they want to make sure they understand every recipe as we have it right now, all of our execution. And then they're just, they're making their list from there on, um, and their suggestions. And we'll have, we'll have some, we'll have lots of powwows and yeah, yeah, it's at some point, you know, we, we will, um, definitely be having some different things going on, some special dinners, um, and multi-course, So, so we want to start some of those and also offering more of those options for private groups. And, but at first we just want to focus on what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, (laughs) a lot of hard times coming for restaurants, lots of food costs that are going to be going way up, lots of products, chicken and just all kinds of things. So, so, you know, it's, it's one of those times where your restaurants are going to have to be really careful with their, with the food costs and, you know, Mm -hmm. consumers are going to see it in the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think they'll understand if we have to raise prices, but we really, it's always our goal to not do that, you know, right, if right. we can help it. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what this world brings us yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm, all, I'm of, sure all of those things be, that COVID has, yeah. you know, has started. Oh, the, but, yeah, the echo effect now from everything. I but. really have no doubt 
that you will flourish. I don't it. doubt oh, it. Either. And I, I'm excited to see what the two new chefs will bring to the table because I, I love it because they're creators. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's yeah. always you can you can tell you know when a new chef yeah. does come in and they start adding a little spin here or there. Yeah. But of course we want you to keep all your favorites. Yeah. You're yeah. doing everything yeah. right. Yeah. So far. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't think it needs to change too much. That's funny. I, I exactly. Know a little pizzazz here and there, but, you know? Yeah, I know there's going to be a little bit of that. Maybe maybe more than a little one. I'm excited for that, too. But even in my notes here where I put future plans, in parentheses, I put, please don't change the menu. <laughs> So. But you know what? Y'all will be excited to have. But we always have different items that yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah, of course. But, you know, but we're, we're excited because we have these completely, like I said, two, two completely different worlds coming in. They already have all of our recipes yeah. and they've yeah. brought in a lot of their own. It's always been our goal. Every day you have to be better than you were yesterday. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if you sit around and, and you say, oh, you know, we're, we're just wonderful, we, everything, that doesn't work. Then you, you, have to, you have to realize Keep like what mistakes. Our manager log will list like if we had to comp food, what was wrong? Why, mm. why was it wrong? What happened? Yeah. How can this not happen again? And, you know, we, 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 tr- we try our best, but we're all human beings. Sure. We do make mistakes. Yeah. My team is fabulous, but they are not perfect, but they try. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we don't, we just think we're lucky to have the entire team we have. And that's everyone from our general manager and executive chef to our dishwashers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of them have been with us for a long time and, you know, I, I hope they remain with us and they continue to love their jobs, but you know, sometimes their lives change and they leave and they break our hearts, but we get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lori, it has been an absolute pleasure. Yes, indeed. I'm so happy we finally got to sit with you. We are counting down the days until we come and see you on the 23rd trust me oh, we literally so talk about it every day it's I'm ridiculous so happy for y'all yes, not even you. the wedding like we're literally talking about it. yeah we, do, we talk about the place all the time we do come we come out here every year for our anniversary we come out here to ride the bikes and stuff all the time but we specifically come to your restaurant for our anniversary every year yeah uh, it was really cool to meet you and to talk to you it's been so nice chatting like angie said but for me it was also really cool to hear like the inner work of how it all yeah. came together. And it, for those of you listening, if you haven't been to the chef's table um, or the tasting room or the attic door, but the, the chef's table in particular for me is just outstanding. I, I, I would challenge you to find a restaurant that is better. You will leave that place just blown away. We do the full course. We do the cheese tray. We do the wine Absolutely. pairing. And it is Pair an adventure. It is, I will starve <laughs> myself that day for that meal at night. But it is amazing. And thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. And Lori, for one last thing. Where can everybody find you if they want to um, check out some more information? Um, well, our website is chefstableattheedgewater.com. And then we're on uh, we're on Instagram, and I believe Instagram is at Chef's Table Tasting Room. All right, and excellent. We'll put we a link Facebook. in the show notes for yeah. all of that, so awesome. you can just scroll down and click if you're listening as usual. So thank you so much again. You are welcome, and congratulations again. Oh, thank, thank you so much. You're welcome. And guys, we are going to take a short break, but we will be right back with you. Hey guys, welcome back and we hope you enjoyed the interview with Lori Tarter. I know it was really cool for us to finally meet the owners of the chef's table because we're such big fans of that restaurant. And I know we're probably, what do they say, waxing poetic when you're just going on and on about a place and some people that you've met. Uh, But, you know, as a, I don't want to say like a food critic, but I'm kind of critical of really good high-end food. I've been blown away by that place consistently, not just every time I've been, but literally with every every single thing I have ever tasted there. I know. It's crazy. And, you know, we've actually sat at the bar before. We have done the tasting room. I yeah. recently did the attic door, which is they also, um, Lori and Kevin also own. Yeah. Um, and it's all top notch phenomenal. So, I mean, this is the reason why they're Orlando's best kept secret, though. It, it really is. And because uh, it's, you know, because people like us are driving the business there because we're talking about it because it, is so phenomenal. The experience, the food, the yeah. atmosphere, everything. Yeah. So for those of you listening, you know, I, I don't say this too often, but I challenge you. If you go to the chef's table 
And if you get the, uh, what does she call it? Like the three or four course meal? I call it a five course meal because here's why. You get, <laughs> you get the, we get the cheese tray, which is an add-on, but it is amazing. And sometimes it comes comes with like specific little jellies that go with the cheeses. And, it's like uh, a little cheese. Say it. Charcuterie. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. Everybody Billy, wants me to say it the right way, but I'm not going to because I say it fancier. Billy Floyd is out there right now giving you a thumbs up for that. <laughs> yes, he is. But anyway, that's kind of what it is. It, it pairs like different elements together that go good with cheese. Yes, indeed. And so you get the, you know, we get the, the cheese board, then we get our appetizer thing, then there's like a salad, then there's like the entree, then we get the dessert. And with each thing, we do with the wine pairing. It's another add-on, but when you add on the wine pairing, they bring you a wine for every step of what I just told you. And it's totally different. It might be a white for this and a red for that and a sweet for this and a dry for that. It is just such an amazing experience. So as I said, I don't say this too often, but I challenge you, if you go in there, you get the full setup. I challenge you to not be blown away because yeah, I really think you, you are will. going to be. I really think you will. So we just kind of want to remind you about that place. And we really enjoyed that interview and we can't wait to go when we're recording this. We have one week or so, and then we'll be there yes. to finally have our, our annual meal, which we missed last year because of COVID. Yes. And this year we will be celebrating our... Wedding day. That's right. That's how we are spending our evening is going to the chef's table. So we're super excited for that. I also challenge you, if you want an amazing staycation here in Florida, if you live in Florida, if you're out of state, this is definitely an experience to to have right here in central Florida. But stay at the edge, the historic Edgewater Hotel. We had that interview, um, episode 108. Alicia Wilder was on with us talking about the hotel, but stay at the hotel, go to the garden theater, um, experience the chef's table and the other amazing restaurants that are in old downtown Winter Garden and do the farmer's market on Saturday, enjoy a bike ride. I mean, just have a nice little three day staycation is perfect. It really is. You can pack all that in in three days for a phenomenal price. And just have the experience of a lifetime. So that is what I suggest everybody do. Absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, You know, like Angie said, the chef's table, the tasting room, which is the same restaurant, as you know, from the interview, uh, the attic door, which was also mentioned in the interview. Mm -hmm. It's like diagonally right across the street. You know, if you stay at the Edgewater, even if you're not having the wine, but if you just want, you know, the ability to have this sort of small town quaint kind of charm but it's a very sophisticated feeling it's not like yeah. you know you feel like you're in the backwoods not that there's anything wrong with that because we do like that vibe sometimes too uh-huh. but this is you know you go to the restaurant you can literally walk upstairs to your room in the edgewater you can walk downstairs and across the street to go to the garden theater they have great shows and their lineup changes all the time we've been to a couple shows there yeah i was gonna say you don't have to drive anywhere oh you That's really don't thing. like you can literally have Everything that you need right there within walking distance, you know, get some exercise by riding your bike. I mean, it's just really, it's a great little staycation place. It really is. So, you know, if you get a chance, if you're in the area, like, like Angie said, whether it's for staycation or if you're on vacation and you're down this way, I, I don't think it's something people think of too often. I don't know if it would be super fun for kids, but it is definitely a fun place for adults. And it might yeah. be fun for kids. I just, I don't have little ones anymore. I think, I, yeah, I don't think the hotel is, you know, the things to do down there are not really wonderful for children unless sure. you're doing a bike ride or something like that. Yep. But I was thinking for, you know, adults that are Disney buffs, this is the place to stay because this hotel has a connection to Disney from way back. Oh, very good point. Because we learn, as you learned in the interview with um, Alicia, um, the workers stayed there and it was like kept on the down low that they were working on Disney at that time. So it has that little connection. So that's a pretty cool thing to say that you did, right? That's true. And the bike trail itself, that is definitely kid friendly. It goes right through the center of Winter Garden. And when I say right through the center, I mean that there's, it's a, the road is split and the median right down the middle has the bike trail. So, uh, I mean, it's really cool. Can't say enough cool things about it. And it's a dog friendly city, which I love because when we get our dog, we're taking it there. Yes, indeed. And we'll put a link in the show notes to a little Winter Garden video we did on YouTube a couple years ago, but... 
in any case, we want to thank you for listening as always. We want to let you know that you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the show notes for that. We have a new YouTube channel coming. More details on that, but it'll be very specifically focused on local things to do in Florida with little snippets of videos of us doing some things and the information that you'd want to know as far as, you know, cost, travel, what the experience is like, little details that we wish we would have known before we went to some of these places. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. guys. And don't forget, um, if you like the show, make sure to give us a review and a rating and also to hit that subscribe button so that you know and are up to date on when we have new shows coming out, which is every Monday. But, you know, sometimes we have some specials coming out, too. So we want you to keep updated on um, our podcast events. And if you have somebody that'd be a good fit for the show, give us a call at 407-490-3899. And you can leave us a voicemail or just call to say hi. Indeed. You can't. Also, I wanted to mention as we're wrapping up here, we talked a little bit about the bike trail and Winter Garden. If you want to know more about that bike trail and the Rails to Trails Conservancy, where they've converted all the train tracks to bike trails, you can check out episode 93 of our podcast. We met with Ken Bryan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ken is the Florida State Director of the Rails to Trails Conservancy, and he gave us such cool information, some apps where you can look up bike trails and even what do they call paddle trails Yeah, all over the place. Very cool stuff. That's right, guys. And remember, at the end of each and every day, it's it's all fine and dandy. dandy.